going on, boys and girls? You're tuning in to Darwin's Family Crest with Derek and Jeremy. What's going on, fella? DFC After Dark. It's a late one, y'all. Better late than quality, right? <laughs> so let's let's hope we can uh, meet in the middle somewhere uh, with with uh, uh, the the darkness and the quality. So. Um, I think uh, I think we're gonna probably just kick it off uh, with the fact that uh, we didn't we didn't record on our normal uh, Wednesday evening uh, for uh, an early Thursday morning uh, release, and I think uh, you and I probably both know why we did that. It probably has something to do with um, summertime. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, I was thinking along the lines of uh, the folks that uh, that that give us uh, that give us still frame, uh, and they had a they had a little a little debut tonight, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, I got that at 12:01 when I'm like, oh shit, it's the 28th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, again, for those of you who have just joined us, um, it's bonkers to just to just skip to the 15th episode. Um, but I. Uh, ahead of um uh, uh the rest we're gonna go ahead and just say that uh um the band that uh, lends us our our lead in and our and our outro music uh, if not for me uh has uh new material uh on social media um has a brand they have a brand new video out uh uh their first video first one's free um did ex- astoundingly well uh i'm pretty sure they're just barely under a hundred thousand views and uh uh sick that is honest to god sick we know them that's crazy (laughs) it really is i mean it's 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 flabbergasting in a way i i mean i i don't know i don't know that a hundred thousand people have seen me in real life let alone to have seen their three minutes of of gold um but uh, anyways, so yeah, uh, if not for me, uh, debuted their um, uh, their second music video. Um, I, I guess uh, I and this this uh, this song will show up on um, a, a new. I would imagine a fully uh, full album uh, to debut later, uh, either this summer or I would imagine in the fall. Um, uh, the song is called My Own Way. Um, and, uh, I guess we're going to, we're going to talk about early impressions with it real quick. Um, I actually saw the, I saw the, uh, uh, the song live, uh, and I actually saw the, I mean, obviously the video kind of, kind of came afterwards. Uh, what were your impressions? I'll be a hundred percent honest. I doyed out and didn't watch the video. I, uh, got it on Apple music immediately. Because I have Apple Music and I usually check midnight on Fridays for new shit. And I'm like, oh, it's the 28th. Fuck yeah. So that's something to look forward to for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the videos are um, a lot more streamlined. Um, although I, I, I do feel the, the, the song shows a lot, a, a lot more um, depth and prowess from the band. Um, I've I've long respected Patrick for his uh, for his uh, uh, um, uh, his his ability to uh, just from from clean to just to to, to growl to just I mean uh, screaming out his guts yeah yeah his, yeah uh, uh, his 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 range is is stellar and you get a better picture of of uh, of, of the of, of the range uh, with with the new single. Um, uh, also, uh, uh, again, a, a lot of a lot of talented um, uh, uh, finger tapping from Hayden, um, and uh, I, I, it's 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 just a it's a it's a larger uh, for like as a single a single go it's a it's a larger demonstration of uh, the uh, the band's uh, aptitude. And, I was gonna say it sounds like they've matured in the year or so since the last stuff came out so i can't wait to watch this uh arc this band is on because if i mean you could argue they're punching through now but when they really punch through it's going to be stellar yeah i mean this this song by itself is going to unearth quite a few um uh, like uh, 
uh, more genres. I mean, because I think I think initially they were probably trying to aim for metalcore, uh, but this is going to hit. Uh, this is going to hit a lot more ears, um, just because I, it, I, I, the the clean vocals um, will bring in will bring in you know fans of um, uh, uh, AFI. Um, you know, like, like, uh, uh, let me see. Um, um, I mean, I, I, uh, we came as Romans. I mean, just, just the, I, I mean, with, without, without necessarily, I, I, again, having, uh, the clean, uh, the clean vocals and the, uh, and the, uh, the, the dirty vocals be separate. Um, uh, by the way, rest in peace, Kyle. Um, just lost him two years ago, I think this month. So, um, this band reminds me a lot of As I Lay Dying without the uh, attempted wife aside. So, I mean, that's definitely a good direction to be going in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 you, you talked about the arc earlier. Um, I, I, you know, it's it's pretty incredible to see just, just you know, the maturity, um, even just from a summer ago. Um, because I've seen them three times live now. And um, it's just one of those things where I, I mean, again, if, and uh, maybe just quick plug here. Um, they're actually doing a free concert tomorrow in Lancaster. Um, it's supposed to just be like a, uh, a, a real quick uh, drum demo uh, because uh, the, uh, the drummer from, from uh, fit for a King is doing a, a quick workshop uh, down at the chameleon club in Lancaster. No uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, yeah, uh, they're actually doing a, uh, kind of like a, a, a pop, uh, a pop show. And again, if you're anywhere near, um, I guess that's probably, uh, like, like East central Pennsylvania at that point. It's uh, wild how many bands I like and listen to that he's met and played with and stuff. It's just wild to me, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. His, his, um, they have those, you know, you know, they have those, those, uh, um, those, those polls on Facebook. Like, hey, I, I've, I've went to see uh, nine out of ten of these bands, uh, you know, with like, like find the fake. Uh, it, yeah. His, his, again, this is a guy that we know personally, and he gets to say, hey, I've played with nine out of ten of these bands. Go God. ahead. Name the one that I haven't played with, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it's usually he usually throws Ice Kills Nine in there. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ice and Kills. I, I'm pretty sure that's uh that would be that'd be one that'd be checking off a uh, um uh, a, a box I think in his life. Uh, which yeah. Ice Nine Kills is by the way, if you guys aren't listening to that shit, um, I go back to about 2006 or 2007 and start there. Uh, another another solid rangy band. Um, that one completely flew under my radar. I'll have to check it out. Did you ever hear of the industrial band Three Teeth? Three? No, no, I can't say I've heard of Three Teeth. They opened. They uh, they opened for Tool for a while. I think uh, like a year or two ago. Uh, They just released at midnight a industrial cover of Pumped Up Kicks by I don't even remember who did that song, but it's it's pretty fucking hard. Like those lyrics are dark to begin with, but it sounds like a dark evil song now. And it's worth a check out three teeth, three, the number teeth. I think it's all one word for some reason, but it's, I don't know if you're into industrial at all. It's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, I can dig it. Um, I mean, I was a, I was a pretty big KMFDM fan back in the day and well, yeah, uh, it sounds exactly like that then. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that works. I mean, and, he, and I guess, I guess to like a lesser extent, but like a harder extent, um, I kind of think you have to like kind of loop fear factory in there at some point. Oh my uh, God. How have we never talked about fear factory? I fucking love them. It's crazy. I mean, I, what I, I think it was, I think obsolete was their second album and that album is, is just on the border of flawless yeah. uh, again front to back like uh, it's 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 like elevator music in my dark times yeah so, mine's uh, demanufacture but yeah my god i missed the demanufacture anniversary tour like last year or something when they were playing that front to back and god that that gives me hope that uh well you would think so. I think Obsolete was 99 or 2000. Maybe they'll do an anniversary tour for that. 
I, yeah, I, I think it was I think it was ninety nine too because I was working uh, at <laughs> I was working at at uh, the wall back in the day, the little blue square. You know uh, what? It was ninety nine. It was my senior year. The original came out, and I think the digi pack with the cars cover came out in two thousand, like the end of my senior year. So. Yeah, I, 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 and and I really bummed me out because I, you, you know how you know how bands uh, really they release uh, singles because nothing else registers to the public. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's what Cars was for them. Um, yeah, you know, I agree, but it was pretty rad that Gary Newman actually sang on the cover. I, I mean, I, I just, I think, I think that's sort of one of those. I mean, I. I I don't want to date myself here, but I mean, I, I guess this is a, so 2013 to say this, but real recognizes real, right? I mean, if, uh, yeah. if, if, uh, you know, if, if Gary Newman says, look, this is, <laughs> this is a nasty and yet like scummy, yeah. like industrial hard version of, of, uh, you know, a pretty good idea and a pretty yeah. song for the time. Sure. You I'll, know. uh, throw some vocals on the chorus. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, mean yeah, that probably I, I, threw some two-way army money towards him, too, you know? Like, yeah. uh, Gary Newman was kind of flying under the radar in that era, and I don't know. I never really got into him too much, but he's got some really smoking tracks. Yeah. I, I mean, I, meanwhile, I'm sitting back thinking, you know, I, you know, I would probably shit my pants if I ever heard Edge Crusher on the actual radio, mm. you know? So, yeah. Um, but I mean, again, I, I I digress. I mean, because we've we've talked about music from '99 enough, but uh, I I should ask you, uh, do you know what monumental film turned 20 this year, uh, a couple months back? Hmm. Probably a bunch. I don't know. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, you're looking at probably quarter century for cover Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Uh, Titanic. Uh, um titanic and buy beer titanic i believe was uh was was uh, is 22 now uh i was actually looking for uh the matrix actually Uh, the the matrix turned 20 this year um damn yeah just at the uh the tail end of march of 99 it was released and um geez yeah i know it's it's it when you when you put that 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 kind of number out there um, in terms of not just 20 years, but um, I, it's it's a it's it's a it's, it's a movie that you almost like you your your jaw almost drops um, the same way that if you hear that like you know you've like like somebody's never heard of the Grateful Dead or something like that yeah. like like for the for the people of our generation like if you haven't seen the matrix you've had to probably go out of your way to not do it um seen it probably a dozen times but i'll be honest the rest of the trilogy i've watched one time a piece i just couldn't it didn't vibe with me at all and that's fair i mean it's 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 not it 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 falls off generally um and and i i don't want to say gradually because i actually think uh revolutions was probably a better movie than uh than than reloaded yeah, uh, just from a like a plot standpoint, um, not that any of the movies are necessarily plot heavy per se. Um, I think it's more along the lines of you see um, you see cool shit, you know, you want to you want to know why cool shit's going on. You know, yeah. uh, you know, let's let's just cool shit rhetoric the hell out of this. Um, but <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's interesting because there's there's um, there's some, you know, some talk points, I guess, based off of this is, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, 20 years uh, for the movie. Uh, the movie was was uh, it was a, a, the brainchild of the Wachowski brothers, um, who I I'm, would imagine, you know, this by now are no longer the Wachowski brothers. They are now the Wachowski sisters. Yeah. Uh, or they are they are at very least the Wachowskis. Um, yeah, it turns out. uh uh, Larry is now Lana and Andy is now Lily. Um, and this is, 
this is, I mean, it's uh, in terms of, I mean, I, I don't want to even want to talk about the movie right now, but it's, I mean, when you talk about uh, like a, a, a production group or a production company, like still, still working after something that is absolutely so like life changing. I mean, I, I guess I'm using hyperbole there, but I'm, I'm not trying to, I really want to kind of capture the idea that, um, the Wachowskis are still making movies. I yeah. mean, after, after, after this, this, this incredible like decision that they have made and, um, you know, they've made, they've made actually pretty decent movies. Um, they did, uh, they made cloud Atlas, uh, after, after their trans, their transition. Um, uh, which, um, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, that's just that? crazy. Yeah, that was that was that Mila Kunis movie, I think, right? It was what was that? Yeah, it was mostly Tom Hanks. I can't remember oh. if Mila Kunis was in it, but I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm actually uh, they they also did that movie. I believe it was was it Jupiter Ascending with Mila Kunis because they did that movie too. Maybe. No, I know I, they I, did Speed Racer, and that was a piece of shit. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also did like like the second and third Matrix music yeah, movies. Yeah, true. Well. True. I mean, let's let, let's leave the low hanging fruit uh, for the uh, for the worms and the grubs. So. Okay, okay, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> um, you know, just I mean, I, look, I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on the uh, on on the uh, uh, the controversial here, but um, there's um, there's some stuff here that I I, I started reading to like doing some back information for it because. I realized that like I just I, I I sometimes I throw that movie on and I'm just like yeah that movie's great you know but but why why is it great um, and and it's largely I guess it has to do with some of the decisions that they made that I had to read up on to actually kind of figure out um, like to actually for for it to me for it to make sense to me um, the uh, the one thing that I I guess I didn't realize that. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of the things that were in the Matrix, uh, whenever, you know, everybody was plugged in and that kind of thing, uh, a lot of it had that green tint to it to kind of show that, you know, the code was sort of dominant rather than like, you know, that there was a, you know, the, like the, 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 the zero one, whenever everybody looked at the, uh, the computers, like, uh, I remember the, the scene, uh, the scene, whenever, uh, Joe Pantaleone is doing, uh, um, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, watch, he's, oh, he's got security watch overnight or something like that. And uh, he's, he's watching the code and stuff like that. And he and, uh, he and, uh, uh, Neo are drinking, I guess what at that point is probably either petroleum or kerosene at that point, mm-hmm. uh, that he's farming, uh, 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 I guess from, you know, some regulated pulley system, uh, in the, uh, uh, <laughs> in the ship somewhere in the Nebuchadnezzar that, uh, uh, he's like, you know, I don't even see the numbers anymore. He's just like, I just see, Oh, there's a blonde. Oh, there's a brunette, you know, uh, there's a, you know, there's, you know, she's got long legs and stuff like that. And I like, Meanwhile, like all that, all that shit that's in the actual reality that's in the, in the, uh, in the ship, it's all shot with a blue tint yeah. to it. And, um, I, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really think about it like that. I didn't uh, either. Till yeah. you're saying it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, and again, like I said, the, uh, the green, uh, the, you know, even, even whenever you're looking at the, um, like the rooftop, whenever you see the, you know, you know that everything's kind of being sun, like sun tinted and that kind of thing. It still has like this, like sort of like sprite green color, you know, whenever, um, whenever they're on the roof, you know, it's, it's, it's not specifically, it's not ambient light per se. Yeah. It's, it's, it reads, it reads definitively green. And, uh, the one that I, I mean, cause I kind of picked up on that after a while, but like the blue, I definitely didn't think of. And, uh, uh, whenever I, I, there was a scene in the, uh, that, that, uh, Morpheus and, uh, and Neo did like a, a fight simulation and that kind of thing. And it was neither, it was neither the matrix and it was neither, uh, real life because Neo had hair. Um, and, but yet, they were kind of demonstrating uh, their skills, their Kung Fu and stuff like that. That for some reason was shot. It had sort of a yellow light to it. 
And apparently, like, that was not haphazard in any way. That was completely and totally planned. So, I mean, mm. again, I, I, again, like, an already heady movie, like, they just mind-fucked, like, 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 you know. Yeah. Crazy. It's just, it's wild. It's it's wild how much thought actually goes, like, went into this movie. Um, I also didn't know that, that the bulk of the movie was actually shot in uh, in Australia. Um, really? At all. Yeah, the bulk of it was. Um, there were a couple of um, external shots that were shot in uh, in Nashville, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, a couple of external shots, like a sort of high, like high side shots, were uh, were shot in uh, San Francisco. But largely, uh, the movie was shot in Australia. Um, like all of the subway scenes were shot um, in Sydney. Um, a lot of the street scenes were shot in Perth and uh, uh, New South uh, New South Wales. Um, all in Australia. Um, had no fucking idea about that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, gangster. I mean, it, it's it's so it's 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 wild. Uh, I also didn't know that. Uh, and this is the last one I got, and then uh, I, I have a feeling we can transfer we can transition here at this point. But um, uh, I had no idea that uh, Keanu Reeves was so far down the pecking order of uh, of actors uh, that were supposed to play Neo. Um. Uh, I'm sure if you threw a dart, you could probably get one of the three people that, uh, and again, because we're talking about starting production in 1998. I, th- I think the only one I know, I'm pretty sure they uh, they wanted Tom Cruise to do it at one point, didn't they? That's a hell of a guess. Uh, and I, I probably, I probably, if I hadn't read up on it, I probably would have guessed him too. Uh, it turns out the production company's first choice was Will Smith for whatever reason, huh. and and he turned it down uh, for two reasons. First of all, he had he had recently started uh, filming, um, or he had started shooting a uh, uh, Wild Wild West. Huh. Uh, <laughs> how that looks in hindsight. Uh, uh. Uh, and and he's he was he was the one that actually gave credit to. Um, to, to Keanu Reeves for how he actually portrayed Neil because he said um, he said the concept of the movie uh, was way above his understanding of it because apparently the actors um, they had to like in the movie like Harry M. Moss and um, Lawrence Fishburne they all they all had to be able to articulate like the concept of the movie like they couldn't they couldn't be caught like flat footed on a, on, a, on the red carpet anywhere. Yeah. To, so they had to be able to articulate it, and um, it, apparently it was it was largely over Lawrence Fishburne's head. So he just he just kept the shit really curt and like short and stuff like that. But he was really happy that <laughs> that he was able to pull it off. But uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently um, uh, the um, the the Wachowskis actually wanted Johnny Depp uh, as first shot. Ugh, could you imagine? Yeah. And it makes you it makes you wonder, right? Because I mean. I just I don't know if low energy Johnny Depp would have been able to uh, to pull uh, off Neo character. You know what I'm saying? Like it here's just a hot, here's a hot take. I think he's overrated as fuck. I think yeah. the best thing he ever did was getting shredded by Freddy in his first movie. So well, well that is a hot take. <laughs> that's not true either, but it sounded good. No, that's, I, th- that's I so think cool. I think he did some good stuff, but. We don't. We're not going to talk Johnny Depp right now. Who was the third one you were going to say? I, I strangely enough, fucking Val Kilmer uh, was was the third one. Uh, I mean, uh, he had recently been Batman at that point and stuff, so it's not too crazy, I guess. Yeah, but that was four. That was three, four years before that. Uh, they actually the, the the other one that they were looking at because of of the uh, 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 the effect of it was uh, they were looking at Brad Pitt for a minute. And and I I, th- I think uh, I, I think Brad Pitt turned it down again. I think it was a comprehension of it, but it's. Yeah, I don't it's, think that would have worked either. Do you? No, no, I, I don't think it lands. I don't I don't I don't think and any. Honest yeah, to God, ahead. honest to God, I think Brad Pitt has been good in everything I've seen him in, but I don't think he would have done anything with the Matrix, you know. Mm-mm. No, I agree with that. I mean, and it's and it's one of the thing one of the things that I actually dodge from reading um because i i don't want to i don't want to lump the two together um is apparently there's um there's uh, was i guess it's fan fiction at this point that there's a um 
there's a, there's a parallel between uh, uh, the Matrix and John Wick, where um, uh, there's I, I guess I, I guess the the life that that um, that uh, Thomas Anderson largely lives uh, having taken the other pill. Um, he has I mean he has these these memories and these and these like these uh, uh they're they feel these things that they feel super real to him like like uh losing his wife uh uh, uh the um the the kosher nostra uh, uh killing his dog mm-hmm. uh, you know vision stuff like that um you know again when in in the second movie again eventually teaming up with uh with Lawrence Fishburne uh who's a crazy sort of like Morpheus slash like fucking, uh, I guess, uh, Mike Tyson sort of hybrid, uh, <laughs> fucking pigeon man sitting at the top of, a, a, a on top of a building. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not really buying into that necessarily. It's not that I, it's not that I can't see it. I just, I, I, th- I think, I think the movies themselves, they hold enough water on their own. They don't need, they don't need to carry one another in order to, to, you know have like have a drive behind it but yeah uh but enough of that so again like i said matrix turns 20 this year darwin's family crest we like to celebrate the past uh might as well uh might as well throw uh throw uh some confetti uh towards the the wachowskis at this point um let's go pink and blue at this point <laughs> uh, a little yellow to be neutral so but um uh, I guess in the long run, here we are, almost 27 minutes in, and what are we actually talking about tonight? What's our meat tonight? Is it is it seal meat, or do you think were we getting into some horse meat? I was gonna say, speaking of the 90s, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So have you seen the show BoJack Horseman? <laughs> I mean, I may have caught one in passing. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. I'm rewatching it, and I love it so fucking much. Yeah, I and, and it, I, it's I, like the most depressing TV I've ever watched, but it just keeps you laughing enough that you keep watching it. It's like a fucking slow speed train crash, man. Just watching this guy's life unravel. I recently described it to people would be if Bob Saget from uh, Full House was in current time just a fucked up alcoholic that made every bad mistake in his life and it's just following him around i think him being a horseman is secondary to the fact that this is just the story of a washed up actor alcoholic and the bad decisions he makes and it's so good like i wish people would look past the uh well, certain people, my wife, I wish people would look past the fact that there's animal puns and shit in it. It's just that's the choice of the artist. But uh, it's a beautifully done dramedy, in my opinion. Does that play to what you're thinking? Or Yeah, 100%. I don't even think that it's, uh, I mean, the animal puns, like, it doesn't stop there. I mean, like, we're, if... Let's just say we need to talk about anyone that hasn't seen the show. If Bob Saget, Bob Saget would have to be a horse in order for it to be relevant. Right. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the, the, you know, this isn't even, um, you know, for namesake version or for, for, for namesake value at this point. Um, yeah, largely, uh, I believe uh, horsing around is a direct derivative of um, of Full House at this point um, it, down to. Um, uh the 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 kid quotient um yeah uh you know um <laughs> and uh I, you know it's I, I, again it's it's one of those it's one of those shows where i i you, you don't like to talk uh I, I, we don't want to be exclusionary here but you either you do either get it or you don't yeah that's like true. It, it either bothers like it either like the shit either bothers you um and it's like you know, I, I just I can't devote my mind to the idea that, you know, like there's a, you know, <laughs> there, there's a human hitting on a seahorse right now. Yeah. Like, and it's and it's, it's 
That I, shit just got filed away in my brain when I started watching it. I mean, the interspecies shit, I'm not thinking of the pervasive weirdness of all that or the fact that Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter are like, she's fucking a dog, dude. <laughs> you know? But yeah. How and, good and, is Mr. Peanut Butter, by the way? Or are you one that it, he bugs you? Because I love that character. No, I, I am I'm a diehard. I, honestly, I'm a diehard fan of Paul F. Tompkins. I Me think I, I, I think I think Paul F. Tompkins has to exist in this world. Like there has to be someone that walks around I, largely in a three piece suit. Largely, it largely doesn't fit him properly. Right. Uh, like like has has the 80s hair, the 70s teeth. And, oh, my God, and, that and, crazy mustache. Yeah, He's the so must- awesome. Yeah, it's the mustache, and then then the he's got like a '60s kind of like throwback sort of feel to him. Yeah, I mean, he, like he just he lands on every level with peanut butter. Yeah, um, and the fact that that I mean, I, there's a lot of shows that don't change their outfits, um, you know, in their characters and stuff like that. But the fact that that they have peanut butter so like devoted to wearing V-necks. It's the just, V-necks. <laughs> it, it's just so stupid and good. And, and I don't know. I, I, I made like, I, I did make some notes though for like with the show and that kind of thing. The first thing that I, that I noted, uh, I, I know we're, we can kind of talk about like the whole way through and that kind of thing. But um, I think the first season, like, I think it goes down as like, maybe one of the most like entertaining 12 episode seasons of TV that I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, the, in reality, I think the show could have never been picked up and canceled and it would have had so much, like it would have had so much value to it just because you could have played that shit on loop. Yeah. And not been tired of it. I mean, it's literally, it could be one of my desert Island shows. Like, you know, my own, my only bitch about the pilot, the, my only bitch about the pilot is like it feels too much like they were trying to find their feet, like trying to find their footing. And they, they were doing way too many Family Guy esque cutaway shots in the pilot, which I just rewatched last night just to uh, see if it was as uh, like that as I remembered. And like that's steeply firmly drops off after the pilot thank god because they found what they were trying to do you know absolutely yeah and and i i sort of feel like i i i kind of i kind of think that that after the pilot it felt more like a brainchild of will arnett and aaron paul Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of instead of the hey look this is kind of what's working in the um like in this ilk of tv you know what i'm like like it's i mean even even though like i really do feel like the seasons sort of have themes to them like especially i mean after the first after the first two seasons um i'm sorry after the first three seasons the wheels kind of fall off a little bit like oh yeah this most recent was fucking buck wild but i still loved it yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, the, the fifth season, it, 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 I think it, it's able to loop back to maybe the strength of the third, maybe the tail end of the second. Yeah. But that's that fourth season. It is a, I mean, I, with without talking about an actual character in the show, it was a near shark jump. Yeah. I mean, just with just with, um, <laughs> uh, you know, with with. Uh, 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 Princess Carolyn having had like like having a miscarriage and yeah. and and I just this I think mean, weird. Like, I'm I, trying not to spoil shit for people, but like, oh my god, how do we discuss the intricacies of it without spoiling it for people? Yeah, if, uh, if you just, haven't seen this show, you need to go watch it to begin with. Maybe pick up this episode afterwards, but yeah. make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, check out some email content at dfcpod at gmail.com. But uh, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, cause I actually, I, I'm actually dying for some actual like 
some shark jump pun like puns for the fourth season. Like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all for that. Um, and I'm almost positive that uh, we're coming up on uh, like next week will be episode 16. And we usually like to do a, an email episode uh, about once a month. Uh, and we're coming up on that month here. So uh, again, get your emails in. That's DFC pod at, um, at, at gmail.com. Um, yeah, again, you've got, you pretty much got till Wednesday evening, any given Wednesday evening at, well, I don't want to give them all of the sausage ingredients, but yeah, Wednesday evening, if you get your emails in by, we can very likely get you on the show or your yeah. words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Short Eve, like, like, let's try to, let's try to like get it in by the end of your, by the end of your commute, if you will. So like, let's look at if you're sitting down putting fork to plate, um, <laughs> we may, we may miss the cutoff, but yeah. um, there's, there, there's, there's a good chance that you could hit the, uh, uh, the, tw- uh, the 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 twentieth episode at that point, but um, I, and again, like I said, I I, I don't I, I did I kind of wrote down I, I, without giving spoilers here. I kind of did. Um, I think season one is basically about the book. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's a book episode or it's a book season. Uh, um, I I didn't realize how many voices Patton Oswalt did on the first episode until I was rewatching it. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and he's I mean you could you could tell that he's I because I I've I've fought I mean I, I again I'm an avid listener of Patton Oswalt and yeah, I sort is. of feel like um you, you ever you ever feel like that that whatever he talks about like uh, doing punch up for, mm-hmm. for different, uh, like for different movies different different you know programs and stuff yes. like that largely he's talking about BoJack Horseman at yes. this point yeah um and and it like it took it took me longer almost to a point that I'm embarrassed. It took me that long yeah. uh, to be able to put all that together. Yeah. But God damn it. I mean, I, it's, it's it, this show. If you guys, again, if you guys haven't seen this show yet, this show brings these celebs to your doormat. <laughs> I mean, like from it, it's from, wild from the main cast, you got, Aaron Paul and Will Arnett and Allison Brie, you got Patton Oswalt, uh, Amy Sedaris, Paul yeah. F. Tompkins. Uh, that's just like the main freaking characters are all celebs. Yeah, that's been, that's base level. And then and then you get into you get into the later seasons where you get Jessica Biel, you get uh, <laughs> Aziz Ansari does it does a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, um again we talked about Patton Oswald. Um uh, I didn't I didn't realize Rami Malik was uh flip on this most recent season. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that. I just saw that on uh Reddit. Rami Malik is Flip, the crazy producer guy. Yeah. And uh Stephanie Beatriz, if you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, if not you should, but uh Stephanie Beatriz is the girlfriend on the most recent season too. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Lisa Kudrow was the owl. My God, yes. like so many fucking big actors on it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 weird that like uh, uh, Kristen Bell, who's Dak Shepard's wife, uh, she she plays she plays this like absolute fringe character in the in the in the most recent season. Like she's <laughs> like she's a. a, a I, I, I think she plays like spoiler uh, 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 for uh, uh, again for uh, one of the mid seasons. Uh, it's it has to do with uh, uh, I, I, again, my God, I, it's it's hard to describe what people do without giving things away. It's uh-huh. my God, is it bonkers hard? Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, almost every time that they have a celebrity that is not the real celebrity they'll be named something like a ryan seacrest type or something <laughs> but if right. it's, but if they're named fucking andrew garfield or uh what was the other Keith one Urban. i was thinking like they're the real person it blows yeah. my mind how many real actors and actresses on this show yeah yeah oh, daniel I, radcliffe daniel radcliffe was on the uh the game show yeah, playing Elijah Wood, I believe. Yes. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and, and the fact, the fact that again, like, 
I, I've, I'm a lo- I'm a huge sports fan. I've been a sports fan since literally single digits. And so I, I grew up watching Sports Center with Keith Olbermann. And Keith Olbermann has since moved on to doing like serious like news channels like CNBC oh, and stuff like that. He's, he's the newscaster, right? Yeah, yeah he's mumbo jumbo or whatever. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, he breaks a lot of, he breaks a lot of information. And, uh, um, and again, one of the, uh, uh, one of the horse and around actresses, uh, uh, both, uh, young and old, um, is played by, um, Kristen uh, Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Again, who plays, uh, Louise, uh, on, um, on Bob's burgers. She's um, one of the main characters on The Last Man on Earth. You should check that out. You really should. Between Will Forte and Kristen Shaw, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, believe me, I'm I I don't you don't need me to uh you don't have to push too hard for me to chase down uh a Will Forte. Uh I was gonna I was gonna say earlier when we said Val Kilmer, it was funny as fuck for me too. I finally watched MacGruber ten years late and to see Val Kilmer <laughs> as cunts, it was just right. like oh my god. And like he, he he's physically gone way downhill since, but he still he just kind of looked like fat Steven Seagal in that movie, and it was so fucking good. Yeah, I I sort of see it's it's weird. I I, I hate to say things like this, but um, I remember uh, the first movie I actually saw Val Kilmer in was actually the uh, the movie where he went blind and he was uh, it was called Out of Sight. I think uh, I think Marissa Tomei or something like that was in that movie or uh, there was a, a it was a maybe it wasn't Marissa Tomei, but um, I, he he uh, he just has he has this really pallid like complexion in that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my God, like this guy's going to end up like going down the like Christopher Reeves kind of road, mm-hmm. like sort of sort of like, you know, he's going to fluctuate a little bit. He's going to be big. He's going to be. He's going to be small. He's going to be sick. He's going to be like massive at some point. And, um, you know, another one of my favorite Val Kilmer movies is Heat uh, because he is like thoroughly flawed. Uh, but just again, I mean, he's a, he's I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for a Michael Mann film anyways. And uh, um, and a heist film at that, by the way, too. So, I mean, um, but yeah, it's I, I, again, it, it's. This sort of like I don't know. There's there's just so many facets to to this to this show that we've actually uh, been able to kind of like walk down an odd path here at this point uh, with the show. Um, I actually um I, I if you don't mind real quick um uh, I again because this is again this is a great show but we're 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 walking here at this point at the uh, at at, at really starting to give away a lot of cool shit yeah Um, and now the only real thing i wanted to say yet i just fucking forgot (laughs) go ahead sorry if if i remember i'll circle back to it no it's it's all right because i i I mean i i guess i i just have like I, i guess i have three more notes here with with just what uh um with the show in general it's again i i i kind of feel like because we talked about the first season and it was super solid it was all centered around the book and that kind of thing and then the second season was largely centered around the movie mm-hmm. um and we're not gonna again we're not gonna you know we, we try not to tip the hand on the sausage at yeah this point. yeah we're not, we're not going to tip uh, Bo, uh, BH's hand either at this point so I think season three is largely about the awards and like the awards season and that kind of thing yeah uh, and uh, like I think the end of that ep- the end of that season ends up being sort of kind of a um, a, 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 a nasty little kind of like fuck you to that season because I mm-hmm. think that season was super emotional. Uh, uh, that was like a punch in the gut. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a real nutbag uh, of a of a finish to that season. Um, I, I I actually went back. I, I've just last night I went, I went, I rewatched, uh, three twelve, and, uh, I was like, man, that's really unsettling. It's really unsatisfying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just because it's, it, it, it makes complete sense. And yet it bugs you. Yeah. Like it, it rattles you a little bit. 
Um, and, and again, I, we talked about season four. I think it's a near shark jump just with so there's just with the election and everything. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so it's just so fracking random. Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I hope you see what I did there. I do. <laughs> um, oh my you know, God. Jessica Jessica Beale worshiping the fire. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> so good. I did. I just. I like, hope you don't mean Shark Jump in a bad way because it was so fucking crazy, but it was still good TV. It was per, no, it was it was fine for TV. It's just it's just to go back through. I mean, like oh, it's it, wild. Yeah, like you can't you can't pick like you have to be in a in a mood. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's like putting on type O negative, uh, you know, like I, you, you've got to be in a mood to, to watch the fourth season straight through Yeah. because you have to be able, you have to be willing to tolerate some super, I mean, I look, I went just down to the fact that fucking princess Carolyn gets knocked up by a fucking mouse. I just yeah. have a problem with it. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not that it's bad TV. It's just like, uh, what what are science we, going too far yeah yeah like what are we doing here like i mean i i just i i just always i i i treat that i treat that season like it like i understand it happened but i kind of feel like that it was it was sort of it was like it was like fanning the sushi rice like like yeah. it, it was it was too hot and it was too hot in uh in in the third and it's it gets to be just right in the fifth season i i remember um, what i was gonna say um Yes, please. The season three, maybe the underwater episode. There's an episode that is like 22 minutes of no dialogue yes. whatsoever, and that was kind of like artistically amazing. But you can't really take your eyes off of it the whole time. And then this most recent season, there was a let's just say a 25 minute monologue that it was one character speaking the entire time, except for like the last line of it. And it was just, I just, I don't, I don't know how the hell this writer is so good, but they conveyed so much through both episodes that it's just crazy to me. One character underwater where he can't talk the whole time or, you know, just a monologue for 25 minutes and, I, I don't I don't know what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying though. That monologue episode was fucking punch in the goddamn throat though. Yeah, I I I've I yeah I'm 100 percent with you on that. It, it, like you're there. There's a lot of pain in that episode, and and yet it's done so well mm-hmm. that that you can you can kind of half-hearted smile through it yeah but it, it's got weight you know what i mean like it like yeah. it has like it's a weight there's a weight to that episode yeah and 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 that uh, uh yeah the, i i that was another one that i watched last i watched through last night um because yeah there's a I, again there's a there's sort of a uh this weird like uh, this this like kind of like charlie chaplin kind of kind of like like beauty to a completely you know, literally, it's a it's it's largely a silent episode. If yep. if you if if you can if you can imagine that, I, I it's it's I mean, without giving away too much, is it is yeah. it's an underwater yeah. episode and that kind of thing. Uh, you have to remember that again, they're interacting with with fish and seahorses and whatnot. So if it didn't win awards, which I'm almost certain it did, then it really should have. I I'm pretty sure it won Emmys and stuff, but. uh I'm yeah. not certain of that actually, so I might be I'm talking just, out my ass. I, 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 it's one of the things that I probably should have chased down. Um, there were a couple. I made a, I, I made one note though um, about this about the series, and it's it's one of those things where I don't know if if this was done on purpose, but I I feel like I feel like it's sort of a prevalent kind of thing going on. Uh, throughout the seasons and and that's even in like the fourth season where i again i, I believe the season is largely flawed but it has it, it it's still cohesive in in the in its aims like in yeah. what it what that's out to do um i i think the i think the 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 series itself it sets out to 
uh, cast a cast a certain type of light on on the main character on on Bojack Horseman because he's 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 largely given this stereotype of he that he can't he can't escape from that he's wholesome that he's sort of typecast um, and largely um, the show goes out of the way because he goes out of the way to sort of tarnish um, this, you know, this sort of, um, uh, a, 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 he's, he, he's kind of has, he has a ring around him in a way yeah. where it's like, it's like, you can't, I mean, again, you can't make John Stamos a, 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 a like a, a bad guy in a, in a, in a, in a show because too many people are going to fucking recognize him. Oh, like, yeah. Like it, and it's, it's one of the, it's, it's sort of one of those things where like he can't, he can't ever like, like he's, he's going to be like, he's going to be cast in this light. He's going to kind of be this guy. Um, and, and like the, like it always ends up sort of having this like, okay, well, you know, Bojack's going to sort of behave a certain way because he's always trying to get outside of this. But I feel like the show and the way that it's written, I think all the characters are sort of like they're they're all kind of written to be somehow better than than how Bojack behaves, but they largely end up more flawed than he is. Well, you uh, could argue that Diane is the female Bojack. You know, yes, she's yes. just as fucking messed up. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna cast absolute direct light on on uh, on Diane, and then just just with, just with, I mean, again, how she treats peanut butter largely. I mean, with with, I mean, you know, that, it, it's, that it, grand she, gesture that she shot down almost made me cry. Like, yeah. you fucking bitch, what is your problem? You know. And I, I, I mean, I, I even, I even think of the. Uh, there's an episode in season three where, um. She, uh, she's she's invited to a, like a fr- I think it's a frat party or it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a college boy party yeah. and uh, and she, uh, you know because and she goes because she's um well she's first of all she's invited in, like incorrectly because she 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 was uh, mistaken for to be a to be the fun Diane she's <laughs> Not. probably. <laughs> not that one. Not not. She's not the girl. She doesn't play the part. Yeah. Uh, I, I think somebody actually calls her the Asian Daria at some point. Which is perfect, um, by the way. <laughs> it lands. It lands a hundred percent. But I just. I'm, I. I feel like. I feel like that. You know. He, he, when it comes. When it. When it comes straight down to it. That. You know. I think they paired Diane and Peanut Butter together to kind of show the flaws in Diane. Um, but you know. If you were put next to someone who was as impulsive as like peanut butter, you're like fuck, man. I mean, I I kind of get it. Like I kind of get like yeah. you know val- like I, you need validation in some other ways because. But even are- in his flaws, it's hard to hate Mr. Peanut Butter. I I it, just can't. I don't know why. It's because he's definitely got his issues too. You know. Well, uh, yeah, he does. I mean, like I said, the, the impul like the. Like the impulse to actually be able to, um, you know, to be, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, to, to buy, to, to buy what I guess, I guess he bought out a whole entire, uh, uh, warehouse of spaghetti strainers, uh, yes. <laughs> on, a, on a whim. So, uh, oh I, I mean, it, it's, it's fair to be, um, again, you don't, you don't, you don't want to throw stones at, at, a, at such a, a, you know, a, a wholesome character. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do feel like the show goes out of its way to kind of show the, like how flawed the other, the other people are even down, even down. Cause we haven't even talked about Todd Chavez yet. Yeah. We have. Uh, or how he uh, was selling ecstasy at the Quinceanera and the pilot and probably, right. well, he got a guy killed right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, by the, I, I, it's it's wild because by the end of the first season, you end up like you end up feeling sorry for for, for Todd because um, of you know yeah, the, the 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 random video game that was found underneath the couch. 
um, uh, that that got that got him back into his uh, um, his 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 wanton ways. Was that um, a fucking crazy Chekhov's gun moment or what? Like <laughs> you, you knew it was there and you knew it was going to come up again, but it's like holy shit. They kept showing it. I mean, it was it it was it was almost it, it it's it's like it's like the they couldn't help themselves. They were just they just kept putting it on screen, <laughs> and they're like they're they're like here it comes here it comes here it comes no 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 not you know yeah not yet who plays Bojack's mom because I know that voice she nails I, that character too. I'm pretty sure that it's it's um I I cannot remember I I if you if you give me some time off screen here um well, I, I mean I, she's. I, it's she's, wild I, to me. She's sorry. We're fucking. No, no, I, I think it's Mallory. I think it's Mallory Archer. I think it's the woman that plays Mallory Archer, um, uh, from obviously from Archer. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's, it's her, her voice is just, it, it, it's, it, 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 it is. I, I mean, and she says such poignant things like, um. I mean, because I, again, you find out more about her too. God, and that's just heartbreaking too, you know. It is, it is, yeah. Because I mean, again, it's it's not even something like talking about Holly Hawk. I just really don't even want to get into it. No. But um, I didn't know Angela Bassett was Anna Spanakopa. Copa. Yeah, Holy that's shit. right. Yeah, I, it's it, she's she plays an interesting point or like like character too because they don't get into her enough in the second season, in my opinion, to her, to make her as big of a factor that she is in the third one. Yeah. Like, because I mean, she's like, you almost start to, like, you start to see her and you're like, Jesus, like, I mean, what did, did Diane go back to Vietnam or what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, I mean, and obviously not yet, but no. Oh my um, God. Maria Bamford. I love her. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking down through here. Um, Wendy Malick played Beatrice Horseman. What, is, oh, what else is she in? That bums me out that I got I got it wrong because yeah, because I, I was I was thinking that that was oh, oh that would have been that would have been perfect since she plays uh, Will Arnett's mom on Arrested Development. So I, I did you ever think maybe just for a second that 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 uh, that uh, Will Arnett is uh, like the 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 sort of back seat that he kind of takes because again he could be so much more of a factor on arrested development you oh, ever yeah. think that he make he kind of he kind of takes that sort of like stepped on kind of character towards bojack like especially in the newer seasons because they they're not they're not filmed so close together or yeah. film sorry maybe voice how about voiced yeah so, that works yeah um so again a couple things um i got a pop quiz for you here um and uh this one this one is i mean it's probably a real thinker here um i i I, and there's 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 two there's two answers to this um the 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 question is um if you were to hang or I'm sorry who would you like to hang out with like let's say spend an hour like let's at a bar you know or um you know just a, a corner booth uh a musician that you respect that you could talk to for an hour and a musician that isn't your favorite that you would just love to pick their brain for an hour huh. like I understand it's kind of it's sort of profound in a way like uh, like I, I just like I, I, I'll give you I'll give an example. Like, no, I have like, my answers already. Yeah, go uh, with yours. Good, good, good for you. All right, so I, I'll, I'll give an example. I, I as much as I like Bring Me the Horizon, I wouldn't be able to have a three minute conversation with Ole Sykes because the kid's too eccentric. He's all over the place. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not 110 pounds. So like, I, I'm really not into his fashion sense. Yeah. Um, It would just be annoying. Same thing with as much as I love Weezer. I, I think Rivers Cuomo would probably like weird me out of, 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 uh, uh, just a nice little quiet, 
corner booth with some hot chocolate and marshmallows. Like yeah. that's like he would just be too weird. Um, the so I, I'll start I, the the one the, the guy that I respect. I feel like I, I feel like the um, the conversation would go worse uh, than the guy that I that I don't I don't really have an opinion about, but I would love to sit down and talk to. Uh, I would like just I would like an hour with Zach De La Roca uh from from uh, rage against the machine the lead lead vocalist and uh, yeah. one one day is a lion i i cuz i would ask a I, I would be that guy i'd probably be like it would be a big ass like steve wilco's kind of interview where i'd be like yeah. so you know what's like what is the rift between you know why tim k and tom morello and uh, and brad wilk yep. uh that 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 you, that you cannot find your way back in like the same building yeah like it's i i because that would be i i would be it would be hard for me to be like oh yeah what's your favorite color or your hair is your hair naturally that curly no i would like like, i would 100 percent like to know the answer to that question because like christ what's it been 20 years since uh that live album came out and they kind of went their separate ways and shit it's like yeah give give or take I mean, yeah, 99, the, 2000 or something. I think the last time that they were on stage was like around 2010 or 2011. Um, uh, it, it was it was when uh, it, it, was, it was actually whenever the band was uh, do, I, I think they were doing like some shows actually with uh, with Public Enemy. Uh, it's where it's where Tom Morello first met like Chuck D and stuff like that. And I, I think that kind of like sort of jump started the whole idea of profits of rage and that kind of thing, which I can't um, get into at all. By the way, I, I, I won't I won't even listen to it. It doesn't it, it doesn't register with me. No. Uh, truthfully, I'd I'd rather I, I'd sooner hear a new like some new shit from One Day as a Lion, which you guys if you guys are listening to that. Uh, Darwin's family crest. Uh, please go out and listen. There's uh, uh, they've got a they've got a five song EP out. Um, it's, it's all fire as fuck, man. It's fucking nasty. I mean, and like if it sounds slightly familiar, it's because it's the rhythm section from uh, uh, from the Mars Volta uh, playing. Uh, that I never knew. Playing wow. with. Yeah, yeah, you're goddamn right. So I mean, it's yeah, it, he's. He's, it sounds every bit as eccentric and awesome as uh, Tom Morello. That's for sure. Those fucking yeah. riffs are sick, dude. Yeah, he's. I, I and I and again, I I, I harbor no ill will towards towards Tom Morello because uh, he's he's every bit of the advocate that I wish I could be, uh, provided I had the time, um, or you know, or uh, the the talent that he did, uh, especially with a, with a, with a guitar in his hands. Um, but uh, I I I I think I probably gushed a little bit too much about uh, uh, ZDLR. Uh, I'll probably move on to the guy that I'm sort of indifferent about, but I feel like would just would just he'd be a great hour to just spend some time with. That's Bruce Springsteen. Um, I I I don't I I don't really go on anything. Uh, like I I don't really have a basis for this. It's just I I I he does so much. Like, I don't know. He does so much. It, it's just wild. It, like, like he's his 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 vocals are solid. No, absolutely. Uh, and and he just he's I mean he's a Jersey guy. I mean I just feel like I could talk to him for an hour about anything. So what do you got, man? Uh, Trent Reznor, without a doubt, would be the one I respect that I'd like to pick his brain. Anything from the uh, oh the Exotic Birds days all through Nine Inch Nails and his score work and everything. I mean I'd just like to. I just like to know that he's happy. He seems happy now and he looks a lot healthier, but like, I don't know. I'd like to ask him questions like, Hey, do you, do you remember writing the downward spiral? Do you remember touring and destroying yourself every night for that? Because I mean, I'm unapologetically, that's my favorite era of nine inch nails, but it's, you can tell that he was sick and in pain during that and it played you know right as far as the other one i'd say gene simmons because the man is a fucking genius but i oh my god i don't like kiss i don't like kiss at all but man a lot of people buy into that shit you know 
he's yeah. selling coffins to people, you know, like he's got the brand out there. I'd just like to, I don't know, get some advertising tips from Gene Simmons on how to make a podcast pop. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, you, he's, he's a guy that could literally sell uh, kiss ribs to a guy wearing kiss white gloves. Yep. Um, uh, which is, um, you know, I, I, I suppose pretty apropos because he would want to be on both ends of that cell. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, like I, I could never get into Gene Simmons. At one point, he put out a solo album where he covered the Prodigy's Firestarter. And if you want a good laugh tonight, you should check that out. I, I, you know, the thing is, is I, it's, it, it's not that I need like more music to poke fun at at this point. No, it's because I, I've, I've had, I, I've, I've had an interesting like. I, I, I feel like this is going to maybe like like spill into another episode, but um, I, I've, I've had sort of an interesting I, I'd like to, again, put a bow on this episode here at this point. But, yeah, Kiss is not one of those bands that resonated with me, per se. Um, I sort of feel like that I, they were given a lot of credit um, for coming like like coming on the scene around the punk revolution and stuff like that. And I think they took a lot of um of of uh, of thunder away from from uh, uh you know guys like Sid Vicious and Gigi Allen and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I mean it, it's I, because again they I, they were considered punk rock uh and and I don't know that they were any part of it. We so, should do we should do a shock rock episode because we could oh my god anything from Kiss and Alice Cooper to Marilyn Manson the Spooky Kids and all that shit I could get into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, because I, I, again, it's 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 one of those it's one of those those uh, it, that's a rabbit hole for me because oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I, I again, I, I I think I think I was probably born a punk kid, but um, I I probably doubled the size of what one was supposed to be, uh, <laughs> but kept but kept wearing the Vans and and, and the chain wallet. So um, people are like, oh yeah, no, you're metalcore. I'm like, no, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But I, I, I still like the transplants, though. I'm a scene uh, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever, dude. I was emo. I actually cut. Uh, no, but I, I, think, I think it's I think it's probably time to uh, to, uh, uh, again, pay our respects here. Um, we got to we got to thank uh, Pat and the boys for uh, lending us uh, a still frame, if not for me. Um Go check out the new shit. Uh, maybe above everything else right now because again we've been plugging, we've been plugging uh, capture the current for a good bit now. So again, sure. And they're gonna they're gonna love the hits on the new YouTube video. I'm gonna go as I'm editing this. Check that out. And uh, man, don't suffer stupidity. <laughs> this this one didn't really uh, touch much on stupidity unless you're a washed up alcoholic horse man. But you know. <laughs> Or unless you're not watching a uh, washed up not or alcoholic horseman. Yeah, I would argue that you're stupid if you don't watch BoJack. Hot take, hot take. Quite a ride thing with Sean. I think we won this one, folks. So, yeah, 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 later. Bye, bye.